big weekend of ODP, the season ends for UT's men, and Austin College seeks revenge on today's TX Water Polo Podcast. I'm James Smith in Austin, Texas, and on Skype is Joe Linehan. How are you, Joe? Good, James. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Um, a shorter show today, I would say, because there's a – well, we're going to skip through a bunch of stuff, but it's uh, all of them – all of the items are actually a little bit shorter than we had normally. Last week was jam-packed. We had two interviews. We had all this news. We, there is a whirlwind weekend of camps going on on Thanksgiving weekend on November 30th at Louisville ISD um, Westside Natatorium up in Louisville. And then the very next day, all the coaches, not including me, and we'll get into that, uh, are heading down to Cy Fair for the second day of camps, or the really what is the uh, amounts to the third camp of the season at Cy Fair on December 1. Um, it's a pretty interesting change in uh, the way that the ODP camps work. Um, and w- what there's one reason why, which is that there's a tournament for just West Region teams in Utah in January. But and that's something new for this year, correct? That is brand new. Um, and just for the record, in case um, anybody might not know, I'm the head coach for the boys ODP team in the Southwest Zone. Joe is the former head coach of the boys team, and Chris Cullen is the head coach of the girls team. Um, so we're pretty deeply involved in the process. And Former uh, as in many years ago. I don't know if it was – was it many? I don't know. 2015? Yeah, it all blends together, right? No, but uh, no, but I think the Utah trip is going to be fun. I, I think it's going to be more kids are are going to get to travel. It's going to be playing the west, like the West Region zones, which include what this year? Uh, Pacific, Pacific Northwest, maybe Hawaii and uh, Mountain. So Utah. I, and I do think Hawaii is going to be involved. They are good. Yeah. So we we were unclear about that up until recently. So that's good to know. Um, and for again, for the record, so. This is the first year that this tournament has been hosted by USA Water Polo ODP, and it's an invitational for just the West Region tournaments. And what it does essentially is replace one of the camps that we would normally have that first either New Year's weekend or the first weekend uh, after that in January. And so w- it it is a gigantic difference in the way that we're that we administer the program because you can bring with you to your West Region Championships two teams per age group. So at a minimum of 10 athletes per team and one coach per team. So it is entirely likely after this Thanksgiving weekend, uh, these Thanksgiving weekend camps, that we'll have 60 boys lined up to go to, to Utah. This is a gigantic difference from what happened in the past. Yeah, and I think it's great. It's going to be lots of athletes out there. Um, if you've never been to the Kearns Aquatic Center, it's it's a fabulous complex. It used to be an outdoor pool, but then they have turned it into an indoor pool. It's right next to the Olympic Oval for speed skating. <laughs> so cool. kids, if they want to go walk over there and see that or even do a little skating around a, uh, the rink, they can do that. Um, I know Brad Piercy is going to do a great job of hosting. He's both the head of the ODP in the Mountain Zone, and he also is the aquatic director at that complex. So, but um, I'm looking forward to hearing from it. I might be going out there myself as part of my job with USA Water Polo. So it's, I think it's going to be great for the Southwest Zone athletes and teams. So. Yeah, it's exciting, actually. It gives, those, so obviously it gives a, a, a lot more kids the opportunity to compete than we would normally because the national championships will then come a couple weeks later 
and those teams will be made up of 14, and that's it. So 14 development players, 14 cadet players, 14 youth players per sex, for gender. And so this is a little bit different where we get a chance to – We could, I think they said the maximum is even like you could have 18 kids per roster or something crazy like that. There's no way I don't think that's manageable. But the idea is to give all these kids a, a chance to play in, in a tournament. And then also – and we'll, let's we can talk about this uh, next, but – it is a chance for coaches to evaluate players in a competitive situation, whereas we didn't have that chance before. Yeah, I mean, I think the purpose of the ODP camps is about, you know, especially for the athlete that's attending, you know, you have to understand that these individual Southwest Zone ODP camps are about kind of learning skills and kind of and kind of putting it into real life uh, situations. And you're going to get to play with you know, some of the best athletes from across the zone, but each individual camp is about, is, is about learning. And it's not necessarily about being picked for a team necessarily. And I think that sometimes is a little bit of kind of a hazy issue for some parents and athletes out there. Yeah, we try, it's, we try really hard to balance those two, um, those two interests. One is that we, you know, and we do have to select teams at the end of these camps, at the end of these competitions. And so obviously when you do that, you're telling some that they're going to go and some they're not. And it's not pleasant, but that's the fact. But at the same time, at these camps, what we're looking for is to put every single athlete in front of both local coaches. And then what's great, in my opinion, is national coaches come in and these athletes get to see different coaches than they're they're used to um obviously they get to see some from different regions of texas but then they get to see some who have national team experience who are on the staff who might be collegiate coaches all that kind of stuff and that to me is a really big deal yeah exactly and and you know there might be slightly different terminology used from your high school to your club from club to odp from odp to college so you know it's always nice to learn something slightly different from a different coach you know you know whether it be a local southwest zone coach that teaches slightly different than your uh, local club coach um this is again increasing your knowledge about the sport there might be five different ways to play center and if you learn four of the five ways you're gonna be that much better of a center player so so um and this year the coaches that are coming are uh, feature Alex Rodriguez is the head coach at Pomona Pitzer his wife Kristen who's a very uh, high highly accomplished coach as well for uh, Foothill Club um, Andrew Silva, who's a goalie coach for the U.S. national team and also the head coach at Citrus College. Casey Greenewalt, who's the head coach of Riverside Aquatics, but also is on the staff at uh, California Baptist University. I hope their um, uh, SID is listening because he made it clear that you can't – it's not CB – no, it's either CBU or California Baptist University, but not Cal Baptist. So you're not supposed to call it Cal Baptist. Did you know that? I did not know that. There you go. So, but also yeah, – isn't Sean Nolan also coming too? Sean Nolan's coming. He's a uh, he's a regular. Uh, um, he seems to really like Texas, and he's a former national team goalkeeper. He played at Cal and is now the director for all goalkeeping coaching for USA Water Polo. So he's an, an that guy is so detailed. Like he has video uh, analysis of every single goalkeeper in the country. Uh, that that goes through the ODP process, not every single one, but it is yeah, amazing the degree of evaluation that he does. I mean, it sounds like some great national coaches, but you know, you can't you can't forget about the local coaches that are involved. Yeah, whether it's you on the on the boys' side, Chris Cohen on on the girls' side, and the staffs. It's the best coaches in our zone are part of this process. 
So, you know, the athletes, parents out there just come and, uh, and come, you know, with an open mind and be willing to learn. And that's, and that's all anyone can ask. And then also at both camps, there's the one is on Saturday, November 30th at the Louisville Aquatic Center, uh, the West Side one in North Texas. And then on Sunday, December 1st in Cypher in Northwest Houston, there's also going to be a USA Water Polo uh, Referee Schools. There's going to be two separate ones. So, and Levon, who's the director of uh, referees in the United States, is going to be coming. And it's going to be a great opportunity for anybody that wants to get involved as far as uh, as far as um, just understanding the like the rules, understanding the upcoming new rules, um, uh, or if they just want to get on the pool deck and they and their and their former players or, or yeah and or masters players that want to get on the pool deck and earn a little bit extra money, it's going to be a great way to come and learn about the sport, and all are going to be welcome. Yeah, on that. So, so Joe, do you have to be a current referee to attend? I think you do, right? Because you have to register through USA Water Polo. Yes, you do. I so mean, the- actually, I believe that there's a USA Water Polo. Like, it's like they 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 charge you twenty dollars if you're yeah. a USA Water Polo member, and it, and it might be thirty dollars if you're a non-USA Water Polo. Member. Got it. I think you know where I'm going because obviously we had a show some weeks ago where we said we need more referees. So this is a great opportunity to go check that kind of thing out. And what's the format? I mean, because I, I actually don't recall how the uh, referee camp actually ha- actually goes. So there'll be a classroom session, just a just a general o- overview of the of the whole process, and then there'll be a lots of videos, uh, like you know, lots of back and forth, and then the last little bit will be on deck, kind of observing and yeah, and maybe getting uh, kind of interacting with the ODP coaches as they scrimmage at the at the end of each of the camps and stuff, yeah, and such like that. So right, actually, it's super helpful because we'll have these referees working our scrimmages, and of course, coaches can stop play, but they not only do the referees get a uh, more opportunity to referee, they're getting guidance from some more senior referees, and at the same time, they're you know we get a chance to evaluate players, look at them uh, without being interrupted. So it's it's all actually quite useful. Yeah. And uh, and, you know, for those that are a little bit younger, you know, from the 18 to 25 age group, they do have something new for USA Water Polo as far as memberships are concerned. They used to have the college and in uh, young professional um, athlete membership, which was a discounted membership that counted as a gold level membership. Um, they've expanded that to include coaching and referees as well, all Great. for a very discounted price. OK. So, I mean, we're trying to make this as open for everybody. Come and come and be part of it and yeah, and give back. But then you can uh, like kind of kind of also learn, earn a little bit extra money along the way. So, yeah, very nice. And, and coaches as well. Local coaches who want to come observe can do so for free. Um, they're in, in fact, they're even allowed on the deck as long as they, obviously they got to give a little space to the coaches that are actually working, but they can sit there and observe and have questions. And it's, that's again, something that's, that's a, that's a way that I've actually selected coaches for the staff or people who've come to just observe and show their interest and ask questions. It's been again, very valuable stuff. All right. Time for a break. I think. In many podcasts, this time would be filled with ads for electric toothbrushes or recruiting services. Not here. Instead, we're asking you to show your support for TX Water Polo by donating to it. Go to TXWaterPolo.com donate and help us continue covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. 
Hi, I'm U.S. Olympian Janai Kerr, and when I need to stay up to date with my water polo news in Texas, I listen to the TX Water Polo Podcast. James and Joe back with you. Um, a few items on the collegiate level. First is locally, University of Texas came back from Pennsylvania having gone 3-1 and one at the um, CWPA Collegiate Club, Club Championships that was held in uh, Pittsburgh, actually. Um, they unfortunately lost the first game. They We talked about that with um, with Thomas Nagel a couple weeks ago, um, about or actually last week, uh, about that opening round match and what they knew about Penn State. And he said they didn't know too much. And uh, UT was ranked higher than them, but Penn State came out with a 9-8 victory. And it just goes to show you just simply don't know until you get on the pool deck about uh, these other teams that you're playing against. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough uh, tournament because if you win, you're in the top eight. If you lose, you're in the bottom eight. That's it. And, um, and then you get seeded based off the results of the previous year. Yes, so if the team that made it from last year from, from the Tech Division didn't do too hot, then you may end up with a bad seed and have to play a stronger team when you might be one of the stronger teams in the event. Yeah. So it's not a perfect system. There is no perfect system. So, yeah, and uh, the good thing is that uh, UT came back and won all three of their next games to get ninth place. So next yeah. year, hopefully, whoever wins the Texas Division uh, will get the, to play the eighth seed team. So. There you go. Yeah, which is so right. So they beat Navy, uh, Notre Dame, and Boston College to wind up in ninth place, and that's exactly right. So the next year that team will be seated in that position, no matter whether, no matter what team it is from this uh, from this region. Um, and uh, there you go. So that's the end of their season for collegiate club. The women's collegiate club season starts not too far from now, right? I mean February, or is it earlier than that? I don't remember. Collegiate club starts in the February time frame, yeah? Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll monitor that as things get going. But aside from that, um, Austin College is headed off to California this coming weekend um, for the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Championships. Again, we talked to Mark Lawrence last week about it. We now know that the the first round – so they play a play-in game against Penn State Barron. That's the game to determine which seat is seeded fifth and which is seeded sixth. The fifth-seeded team, so if you win that game, you have the pleasure of playing Cal, and the sixth-placed team has the pleasure of playing UCLA in their next game. That's been determined now that the final tournament seeding is done, and uh, USC is on top after having a what you could almost call a mediocre season for the for the regular season, but they they peaked at the right time. So anyway, Austin College, that's their goal. That first game is to is to beat Penn State Barron and get in that team uh, get in the game number two against Cal. And I hope that Austin College plays as well as they did against them at home out there in California. I know it's always different whenever you travel and get on a flight and get out there. But I know Penn State Barron people are going are gonna to be having to deal with the same thing and even having travel a little bit further. But I think it's going to be a good matchup. Last year, I believe, the Austin College, did, they ended up losing that game. Yeah. But I think, I think this year it's going to be a little bit different. I, I think uh, kind of Mark Lawrence and his kids are going to do a great job. So. I do, too, especially when you're in a, situ- in, a, in a setting like they're going to play at University of California up in Berkeley. Um, and as we've said a billion times, the, the Austin College families travel extremely well. So I, I don't have any idea how well the Penn State Barron families uh, move in and out of, uh, of their travels. But that, that team is actually really impressive about how they get their parents to show up. Well, it's not that it's not that far to travel from Texas either out to uh, 
the East Coast or the West Coast. It's only a two, three-hour flight as opposed to having to fly across country. So No kidding. I'm not surprised that they travel well. And they're yeah. very rambunctious. They're very friendly. And they're out there to have a good time, just like the kids are. So. Good. All right. Well, we'll wish them the best of luck. And we'll talk to Mark when he gets back. Um, the... Uh, so not this year for Austin College's men, but at least down the road, there's the distinct possibility that they could make the Division Three championships, which which is a new tournament that USA Water Polo is hosting. That's going to take place in one of the SkyAx schools, which is the Southern California Interschool no Intercollegiate Association SkyAc conference something like that anyway um some of the smaller schools in southern california um right now amongst the division three schools that are playing whittier is ranked on top and is pomona second or claremont mud but um one of those teams is going to host division three championships this fall and again austin college doesn't have a chance they already played their division three championships back east um or the, the east region rather but the women at Austin College, who placed second in their division last year, which surprised a lot of people, um, have a very good chance of actually making that tournament this spring. Yeah, the way the tournament works, USA Waterpolo did partner with the NCAA to come up with a Division Three championship, um, and the and it's a it's going to be a four team championship for the men. It's going to be the first weekend of December, which is actually the same weekend as the NCAA Division One championship. Um. And then it's going to be the same weekend in the spring as the women's NCAA championship as well. But the way it works is the top two teams from the SCIAC and the top two teams from the CWPA get to come together for a Division Three national championship. This is yeah, and this is something that hasn't really been um, yeah been done before. Right. So um, and in this school year of of 2019 2020, SCIAC gets to host. So so the winner of the sky act gets to host the NCAA champ or the, the division three championship. Um, and it probably going to end up going to be Whittier or Pomona Pitzer. I think you mentioned that a second ago. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly who's strong on the women's side as of right now, but as you mentioned, you know, Austin college, if that, if this event happened this past spring, Austin college women would have been able to qualify and, and attend. Mm-hmm. And I think that everybody is kind of looking forward to, the Austin College women being even stronger this upcoming uh, springtime because last year they had nine it, yeah uh, they had nine freshmen and that's it yes. and this year they're going to have a full squad of kids which isn't going to which is only going to only going to help them at events and tournaments but also going to help them during training and practices the preseason stuff during fall ball and also the upcoming like uh, you know uh, like you know once they start their season in January so. I'm looking forward to um, like the event this year. I think it's going to be a well-played event. Uh, I know USA Waterpolo is 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 working really hard to yeah to make sure it's going to be a great event for all involved. But I'm really looking forward to seeing Austin College uh, women yeah maybe playing that this upcoming spring. Right, and and as you're uh, as you're mentioning the te- the the location for the championships rotates. So Correct. there is conceivably a chance that Austin College could be hosting this tournament in the future. I'm sure Mark Lawrence is rolling his eyes right now at you saying that and knocking on wood somewhere. But yeah, so in 2020-2021 school year, the CWPA champion will get to host that event. Right. So the, so what James is mentioning is if the Austin College women in 2021 win the CWPA for Division III, uh, like event, they will get. They will have 
the option to host that event here in North Texas. So right. that'd be great. You, you heard it here first. They're going to host the Division Three Championships. Well done to Austin College. All the Austin College people, please send your complaints to Jay Smith at USAWaterPolo.org. Hey, look, no. Mark and I have had this conversation before. It's not something that uh, they that they had any comment on at the time, but I can guarantee you that if they had the chance to do that, they would. I, I think Austin College would be very, very fine hosts for that tournament. Oh, I think they do a great job. Just, we, just don't want to. <laughs> you just don't want to jinx it. That's all. <laughs> I don't. I'm not superstitious, and I have to keep telling myself that. So anyway, I, I, th- I think that team is going to be very good this year. Um, they obviously shocked a lot of people last year. Uh, this upcoming spring is going to be a really fun season for Austin College. Um, and that's about it for this segment. I think we're going to take another break. How are you with it? He's out of Fort Worth, Texas, one of the few non-California guys, and Zach Lowry skips it in. We're level again. You're listening to the TX Water Polo Podcast. James and Joe wrapping up here, a couple items that are coming up in the future, but also the um, recent publication on the Southwest Zone website of the Connor Cup results. Um, first of all, you might be able to just tell us, Joe, about how Connor Cup actually works. And then the season is over. So we have our top seated or top ranked teams, according to the Connor Cup uh, on the website. Yeah, the Connor Cup started back in 2005. It's named after Frank Connor, who is a USA Water Polo Hall of Famer from Illinois, and he eventually moved down to Texas back in the 70s. He's helped support age group, high school, club, masters um, for the last 40 plus years. So it's so it's named after uh, Frank, who is actually still as 87 year old and still involved with the Dallas Masters Water Polo Club. So, but um, it's an annual award based off of teams that like you know placement. Um, and entries at the various events throughout the year. And there's three divisions. There's a, then there's an open men's division. There's an open women's division and there's a, and there's an age group division. So on the men's open division, um, hops, the, which is the master's team from Houston placed first, uh, followed by Dallas water polo club in second and longhorn aquatics in third. And the point totals for them was hops had 31 points. Dallas had 30 and uh, Longhorn Aquatics had 29. <laughs> so it was very, very close right there. So the result of that last tournament um, at the Dallas Masters Fall Invite were uh, very significant. That's huge, yeah. And, uh, long, and, and the Longhorn Aquatics, like the team name that they go by is Totex. So. Right. And then on the women's side, uh, it, wasn't ne- it wasn't necessarily as close, but um, again, Longhorn Aquatics, which goes by the name Wahoos, they ended up in first place with yeah with 27 points, uh you know followed by Thunder with 24 points in second and Hops in third place with 20 points. So right. Central Texas with a good showing this year. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And uh and then the age group division, um, which is scored slightly differently than the open divisions because there's just a lot more age group uh, tournaments and uh, of course there's a lot more like you know divisions within each tournament. A lot. Yeah. Um. Thunder Water Polo over the annual scored 165 points with, uh, you know, West Houston, also known as Viper Pigeons, scored 104 points for second. And then the Southside Honey Badgers were in third with 76 points. Got it. And, you, and then you can go to the Southwest Zone website, which is southwestwaterpolo.org, to view all the uh, results and the point system and see all the archived 
um, kind of the Connor Cup. But congratulations to you to all the coaches, the athletes, and thanks again for for uh, Frank Connor because we would not be where we're at now without Frank. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of the website, so I can tell you from personal experience that there are more changes to come. We tried to clean it up a little bit and there's more work to be done. Um, but it, it should at some point look dramatically different and you'll have access. We'll, we'll try to maybe uh, reorganize how people find information on the site. So anyway, something to look forward to. But until then, you can still look uh, check it out. There's lots of information on there. That is southwestwaterpolo.org. Yeah, and there's and uh, there's a lot of upcoming events here too. We already talked about the ODP stuff. That's yeah, that's happening here at the end of the month, November 30th in North Texas, December 1st in Houston. There's going to be uh, the Caltown Stampede is a tournament in North Texas the first weekend of December. There's going to be various uh, winter game days that are happening in December and January, both in Houston and and then Central Texas and also in North Texas. And then there's also going to be the like the Dare to Dream Texas Festival, which is going to be happening on January 18th, 19th at Lamar High School in Houston. This is going to be something that we did last year, um, but this is going to be the second year we're doing it. We're going to be building off of it. We're going to add a, a 10 and under division and a 12 and under girls division. It's all based off of age as of August 1, 2019, but we'll talk about that more in December. So. Yeah, that's something worthy of um, much more extended conversation. That's a really cool tournament. All right. Yeah, it's going to be great. That's all for the week, I, I would say. Next week, maybe we're going to talk. We'll find out because I am going to be in Hungary. I've apparently been set up to go observe and uh, and who knows, maybe even take part in a training session somewhere in Budapest. I don't know which team yet, but when I come back, I'll tell you all about that and how much of a better coach I am as a result. Um, but until then, go to wait, TFY. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You're going to Hungary. I'm going to Hungary. Now, is this a business trip or is this a family vacation? This is a vacation that is set up by my wife, and it's not optional, if you know what I'm saying, right? No, no, no. I'm just saying, yeah, it's a vacation. So you're going to go do a little bit of water polo while you're there? Yeah, I'm going to learn. I've never been. i got to go to Hungary. If you're in Hungary, how can you not go participate in some way in the sport for which you have a podcast? Oh, I know, I know. I'm just playing. I've never been out there, but I would probably do the same thing. And plus, I'm sure your wife is going to want a break from you anyway, right? Yeah, there's no question about that. She does not want to go on the pool deck, and that's fine. So I'll be be in my element there. All right. Um, So go to txwaterpolo.com, listen to the podcast, find us on social media, leave comments. We're getting more of those as as it goes along. But today, we're, we're all done. So, Joe, thank you very much, as always. James, if I don't, if we don't do this next week, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Same to you and the family and to everybody else who's listening. Thanks to all of you for listening and for telling a friend about the Tia X Water Polo podcast. Until next week or maybe the week after that, so long from Austin. Oh, man.